You're listening to the Cairo Business Builders Podcast, giving you behind the scenes access to the world's top chiropractors and how they built and scaled their business. Here's your host, Tabitha Thomas. Welcome to the Cairo Business Builders Podcast, the podcast that gives you an inside look into some of the most successful chiropractic offices. Now on this podcast, we talk about how to grow your business through online marketing tactics by interviewing leading chiropractors and marketers from around the globe. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to our guest. He has consulted thousands of entrepreneurs over the last decade, increasing their revenue by millions of dollars. He's an international best-selling author of the book, Social media made me rich, and here's how it can do the same for you. And founder of DCIncome.com, Dr. Matthew Loop. I am so excited to have you with me. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Tabitha. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yes. So I, I love your story. I, my partner, Dr. Ben Atkins, has a similar uh-huh. story to yours. He was a uh-huh. chiropractor turned social media marketer. So I love hearing his story, but I haven't really heard yours in detail. So tell me how you went from being a chiropractor to what you're doing now. Sure. Well, I graduated in August 2004 from Logan. And for those docs that are watching right now, I uh, got caught up in the whole accreditation mishap at Life. So I went to Life a couple of years in Atlanta, then transferred to Logan. I feel like I got the best of both worlds, honestly. And uh, like every chiropractor getting out of school, we're really hungry and we, we just want to help people. So I just started talking and doing screenings and events. And I, I started to bring patients in my office and spread the word out in the community. And there was just a point in time where I realized in very short order that I just didn't have the tools that I needed to be able to really grow my practice like I wanted to have the impact. And just the business training didn't seem to be there in school. So I got out and I tried a lot of advertising gimmicks. My credit cards were maxed. Of course, you've got this $120,000, $130,000 student loan debt behind you. And I got to a point one time where I was so stressed out getting ulcers in my stomach that my ex-girlfriend's father took me out to lunch one day at Bahama Breeze and he cut me a $2,000 check to float me along because he saw that I was struggling and that I didn't have enough money to pay the bills the following week. And that was a real eye-opener for me because I thought I was a great clinician and or technician, but my practice was growing, but it wasn't growing like I wanted to. And no one ever told me that you'd have to submit an insurance uh, check and you might get reimbursed in two or three months only to get reimbursed, what, 15 bucks. So it was just a lot of hard knocks that I had to learn in school or that I had to learn in the real world. And that just opened my eyes. And right around that time when I had that instance happen with my ex-girlfriend's father, MySpace uh, was kind of creeping in really fast. And that was about 2005 ish. I don't know if you remember MySpace. Oh, yeah. I had a page. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I mean, man, Tom's probably rolling over right now seeing what uh, Mark Zuckerberg's done with the space. Cause Tom never, Tom never treated us this poorly. I don't think, uh, but I digress. So it was just a very We're interesting. We're showing our age by mentioning MySpace, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's been over I got 12 years. Uh, so the bottom line, there was this network that I recognized early on, you and I could connect with people that were local to our communities. And I was thinking these are real individuals and it had a negative rap in the media, but I was just hanging out with friends and playing back and forth and just doing stupid things. And then once I started to get an idea of the fact that I could search by people that were involved in groups within five miles of my office by interest, then it became really fun 
So I started to be my own detective essentially. And I built this big network on MySpace way back in 2005, 2006. And I found that a small fraction of those people, one to 2% immediately, once they saw I was a chiropractor, they were saying, hey, you know, can I come in? I've got this going on, which blew my mind. And eventually as I started to hone my techniques and really refine the communication strategies, that trickle turned into an extra 12 to 15 new patients per month just from uh, MySpace. That's when I had other friends of mine that started to ask me, what was I doing? And I began to show them, you know, here's how you use MySpace. Here's what to do. And like, and this was before I had the uh, knowledge or training to really put my own stuff in an information product or course. So I was, I was teaching my friends, they were referring other colleagues. And then I, I, I said to myself, I got to figure out how to at least put this online into DVDs or else this it's cutting into my practice time too much. So I figured out that whole process, which was a pain in the neck back then, as opposed yeah. to like all the tools that we have now that it, it blows my mind. And so uh, a few months later, the, the business, my secondary source of income started to overtake my primary practice income. And I thought to myself, wow, this is crazy. I mean, I could help you know, thousands of doctors reach millions of patients. That would be, that would be amazing. So I started to gravitate my, like my business focus more toward the consulting, uh, consulting element. So that's kind of how I accidentally became a social media revenue strategist and, and consultant in that regard. I love chiropractic. I love helping patients, but I figured, you know, I could just, there was so much more potential here to affect millions upon millions of people. And yes, you know, through the last decade or more, I've trained over 8,200 chiropractors. And then, you know, just as clients and many more have went through my free trainings and such. So it's been quite a ride. <laughs> I love that you mentioned that the, the, why you, why you made the switch is because you went from helping this many people in your chiropractic sure. office to being able to help this many people by helping yeah, yeah. chiropractors. So that's exactly what Ben did as well. So I, the part of that just really sticks with me. So I love that. So yeah. tell me, we have a lot of chiropractors around our area that does that do a lot of the uh, traditional advertising. They do the radio, the TV, the newspaper, that kind of stuff. Um, they got a Facebook page, but they're not really doing anything with it. They're not really sure what to do. So what is some advice you could give someone, um, a chiropractic office that has Facebook page, some ways that they can use that to their advantage? Sure. Well, I always say if you have an advertising medium that is working, if you're getting a five to one ROI, by all means, keep doing it. I mean, you're making money and it's producing for you. Now with social media, if you dial it in, you can scale that up dramatically and you can cut back certainly on conventional media. And that's a common place that I help docs do. But if you're just starting out, you need to dress your page up. This is your first impression, first and foremost. It's very easy for you. I mean, you could go, and there are many services out there that do this, but get a nice cover graphic. Go to Fiverr, go to Upwork, find a designer, decorate your home, set a great first impression, and also include your story as one of the first things that they see, whether it's a pinned post or whether in your story section on your fan page, the reason why you got into chiropractic or a very powerful, compelling story that can resonate with that prospective patient on a deeper level. And if you tell your story a certain way, what we, I mean, you, you probably still remember the, the stories that your mom told you when you're five years old in bed, you know, before bedtime. I do. Mm -hmm. So they're just sticking in our minds. That's a way to stand out from the noise, but it's a really good way to get a solid first impression when somebody sees you. And of course, once they go to your page and they subscribe, then it's nice if you would actually have content that you're posting regularly at minimum, hopefully you're posting at least once per day, whether that's just you talking about a health topic or a simple tip via video or a demonstration or 
just showing somebody how to better the quality of their life. It could be a research article from a medical journal. It could be a quote graphic. There's so many things that you can post or ask an open-ended question, but you've got to have some activity that will set, set the stage for this interaction. I know if I go to your fan page and I didn't see anything, or I saw one post last year, I'm probably not going to like it because I know you're not that active and it's not going to be a value for me. So you got to set a great first impression and then you have to create some activity before you do anything else. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, okay. So if, um, that's my questions here. So let's talk about video marketing a little bit. Um, I've noticed a trend lately that our kids, you're, you've got kids, I've got kids. They don't watch TV. They watch everything via YouTube or Facebook sure. videos. Do you see that trend going in that direction towards um, things being more video centric? Absolutely. In fact, I read a statistic the other day, and I don't remember if it was by Nielsen or wherever, but they estimate in the next five years, if I'm not mistaken, that over 77% of all content online is going to be video. So that is, that's massive. That means that there's already been a huge shift and people would rather go to YouTube to watch stuff than read a 700 word blog post. Most people are lazy. That's just the bottom line. <laughs> and so they'd rather go there you as a doctor, absolutely, you need a strong presence on YouTube. There is the organic element that you don't have to pay for, and there's the online paid element that you could certainly run ads to. But for most docs, you're gonna start by creating very helpful content pieces. The beautiful thing about YouTube is you can use it, especially in local markets, you can rank videos on the first page of Google still, and this, is, this has worked for 10 plus years. You can rank videos on the first page of Google for, uh, for very, very little. I mean, the cost it would, the, the investment it would take you to produce a video was just, just your time, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it's relatively simple to accomplish, except if you're in a very, very competitive big city in a large market. But still, it's another system you can have online that consistently works for you 24-7 and educates the public. You can have many different types of content-based videos, whether it's just a simple, helpful tip in a, um, you know, how to better their quality of life or how to do two quick sciatica stretches you know, to help relieve some of the pain or discomfort or educate about chiropractic or do a presentation or you do an adjustment video. If you explain very thoroughly, you don't want to leave anything to interpretation or at a chance, but there's just a lot of ways that you can touch the public with different types of content with YouTube. So how often do you think that we talked about Facebook? You need to post at least once a day. I say twice a day. Um, how often do you think they need to be doing uh, videos via Facebook, YouTube, wherever they may be putting those? How often do you think they need to be doing that? Multiple times a week. And the, f the first few times it might be challenging for you just because maybe you haven't done a lot of videos. But once you get in the swing of things, you'll be able to just put up the camera and talk and it'll be so fast. And eventually you'll evolve into once or twice per day. But yes, at least a few times every single week just to get started, keep your Facebook fan page active. But the way that I look at social media is like, you get out of it what you put in. So if you're consistently doing the work, eventually that snowball turns into an avalanche. Even if, you, even if your strategy is terrible, and I've seen this too, you, you can haphazardly stumble your way to some results. But there's definitely a big gap between those that are you know, doing a few patients here and there versus the ones that are knocking down over 40 new patients every month from social media. There is a strategy involved there, but one of those things is being consistent with what you put out. And uh, you know, so that's a very, very um, important point. Love it. So if you were to talk to one chiropractor who's just getting out of college, what would be the number one piece of advice you would give them? 
the number one piece of advice I would give them? Oof, that's a tough question. Oh, that's the hard one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough question. I mean, well, um, one, uh, one piece of advice is consistency moves mountains. Certainly, you know, sometimes we don't see the breakthrough in the short term. There's, there's usually a ramp up period. And if you're trying to reach as many people as possible, certainly, well, you want to hit a, from a very multi-layered approach. If you're just opening a practice, as much as I love social media, you still got to get outside and meet people. You got to go and shake hands. You got to do those things. That's really, really important because, and I can tell you from just going to seminars and events and whatnot, if somebody puts a face to you, like face to face, if you look in their eyes, it's a whole different ball game than if they encounter you on social. Eventually that will lead to people through the door. Absolutely. But there is power in establishing those relationships offline. And then, you know, just starting out, you can accumulate and have this multi-dimensional arsenal, let's say on Facebook as an example. Maybe you run one type of uh, ad to a, a workshop that you're trying to fill or another one that's straight up direct response or consultation exam or what have you. Maybe you have another ad that is a helpful video that's pushed out there. So you can have all these pillars online that feed your office consistently. So once you open up your doors, you're going to have a waiting list immediately based on all the volume. Love it. So when you first got out of college, did you go straight into owning your own practice or did you go work for anyone else? I was an independent contractor. So I essentially had to deal with them where I paid them a percentage of whatever I collected every month. And then from there, I was like three, was it three years later, I bought the practice. Nice. Yeah, I bought that. I, I ended up buying that practice. So um, th yeah, that's how my journey was. But if you're coming out of school right now, even if you're debating being an associate or an independent contractor, uh, man, you, you're able to control your own future a lot better if you start off as an independent contractor. All I had to worry about really was bringing new patients in mm -hmm. and then they took care of everything else at the office. And I got eventually got really good at bringing people through the door. So, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I started. I know the one thing that I hear every single time that I do a podcast is, well, they don't really teach you how to run a business. They don't really teach you how to run a business when you become a chiropractor. So when you mentioned that in one of the first questions, I was like, yeah. That, so I was curious if you went out on your own and just kind of was out there, if you were with someone else that kind of helped teach you some of the ins and outs of the business ownership side of things. Yeah. So I did get that tutelage and advice when I was an IC because naturally they wanted to see me do well mm -hmm. on top of it because they had a vested interest. Uh, based on the percentage that they collect. So, I mean, it kind of worked out well in that regard, but I got to a point where I eventually renegotiated and they were just going to sell the practice. So it just worked out perfectly in my favor. Again, everyone's different. What they like some, well, most people like that security. They like that associate idea because it does, it's like a job. You go, yeah. you're doing chiropractic, which you love, but it is a job. It's steady 40 hours a week. You know, you don't have to do a lot of other stuff. You don't have to worry, but you're capped at mm -hmm. your income level. So you have to make that decision. I yeah. knew when I got out of school, I said, you know, I could probably do decently well. I knew there was going to be a period where I had to wrap things up, but uh -huh. uh, I mean, it worked out. It, I mean, I certainly had more hard knocks than I would have liked, but I'm, I'm grateful I did it the way that I did. Everyone has said that. <laughs> I don't think anybody's come out of school and been like, yeah, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing right now and where can people find some information about what you're doing? Sure. Uh, most of my time is consulting, speaking and traveling. In fact, this week I'm flying to London. I'm speaking over at a conference there and we're going to go to Scotland after. So I'm very blessed and fortunate. I mean, I have clients that come here. We do total immersion day trainings 
um, or I'll be fl flown out there. My consulting program and uh, my social media elite are my probably two most popular trainings. And that's where like we're on the phone weekly for 12 sessions essentially. And I, if I can work with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, I, I mean, I know they're going to get great results because they got a lot of skin in the game, first of all. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing when you invest, whether it's in real estate, whether it's in uh, coaching or whatever it is. But if you have a lot of skin in the game, you're usually more committed to the process. So the doctor does more of the work, but that's one of my passions right now. But I, I usually give away a free Facebook cheat sheet for doctors. So if you want to connect with me, you want to email me at any time, download this cheat sheet. It'll help you grow and help you think out of the box. It's 22 pages. If you go to dcincome.com slash go slash cheat sheet, you can grab it. Just tell me where to send it. And if you ever have any questions, you can always email me directly because uh, you'll be on my email list from there. And you know, Matthew Loop on social media. Um, it's, I'm not pretty... I'm not difficult to find. <laughs> I don't think so. I found you. So. <laughs> all yeah. right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I enjoy all the tips that you gave us. And if you like what you heard on today's episode, make sure you like us and subscribe to us on YouTube. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Cairo Business Builders Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click the subscribe button and leave us a review. Tune in next time for more behind-the-scenes business and marketing stories from the world's top chiropractors.